Hello and welcome to The Coworking Club, a podcast for female business owners who want to work for themselves, not by themselves. I'm your host, Jessica Berry, and each week I'll be chatting to a new guest all about the realities of running your own business, sharing tips and tricks for dealing with the loneliness and isolation that comes with working from home, as well as discussing the benefits of building community through co-working. So what are you waiting for? Come and join the club. Hello and welcome back to the third episode of the Coworking Club. I'm so happy to have you here and thank you again for all of the amazing feedback on last week's episode which was the very first guest episode with Victoria. I was just blown away by all of your amazing comments and it was so nice to see so many of you enjoying the episode on Instagram stories so be sure to keep tagging us in those. But yeah we'll get on with today's episode and it is with one of my absolute favourite people to follow online. It's Ruthie from Calligraphy and if you don't follow her already, which I'm sure a lot of you will, Ruthie creates the most gorgeous hand-lettered prints and postcards and I'm sure you've seen some of her quotes popping up on your Instagram feed because they tend to be pink and also share some really empowering and uplifting messages. Me and Ruthie have actually followed each other online for years now, like way back before Calligraphy was born, so it's been an absolute pleasure watching her blossom over the past year. So without further ado, here is our conversation from when I travelled down to her beautiful pink office last month. We chatted all about how and why Calligraphy first came to be, how being self-employed can have a positive effect on your mental health, as well as building a supportive and engaged community online enjoy. Hi Ruthie, thanks so much for agreeing to be on the podcast. Oh you're welcome, thank you for asking me. (laughs) Thank you for having me, I'm here in your lovely office which is the pink office of dreams. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah it's quite, it's got quite the reputation though. Yeah it's nice to see it in real life. (laughs) So shall we just dive straight on into the questions? Yeah go for it. Do you want to tell us a little bit about yourself, uh, your career history and the background behind your business? Yeah so I have worked um, predominantly in retail since I was 16 um, as a Saturday girl in a uh, well-known supermarket (laughs) (laughs) and I stayed there for uh, five or so years um, before getting a real proper job um, in an office which I swore I'd never do (laughs) um, where I was an account manager um, for um, a plan a school planner making company um, and stayed there again for maybe I think three or four years um, and then decided enough was enough um, I was going to do something on my own not quite sure what I was going to do um, but I, I just sort of pushed um, I'd always sort of known I wanted to be my own boss um, but never really knew in what capacity um, or doing what but through sort of like starting to learn calligraphy it uh, sort of became apparent that I really liked this and I loved creating things and lettering things and thought oh hang on a minute <laughs> I could do something with this and it sort of all came about that way um and the background behind my business yeah it's just sort of started as a hobby and sort of turned it into um creating calligraphy and 
beautifully written things. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's a very good summary. And <laughs> we have followed each other online for years, yeah. I feel like. I feel like it we, was on, was it on Twitter yeah. to start with? Like When I tried to blog. <laughs> yeah, like, it must have been, like, I don't even know, like, six years ago, five yeah, years ago, something like that. Definitely. Um, so it's been really interesting seeing you develop the business over the last year or so. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I'm sure some people will be intrigued about where the business name came from. <laughs> um, literally, it was a light bulb moment randomly one day. You know when you're like overthinking things and you're just like, oh, wait, just think of something. <laughs> like, how, like, how do people come up with these business names? And pardon me. Um, or people like in calligraphy seem to be like so and so designs or designed by like I just didn't feel like that was me like I've never it's not I've never sort of followed traditional calligraphy it's kind of been a bit of a mix of calligraphy and brush lettering so I knew I didn't want something sort of formal Mm -hmm. Um, and then randomly it came to me one day my surname is Corley and calligraphy and I just sort of merged the two together and it happened. And then as soon as I typed it to a friend on WhatsApp, I was like, how about calligraphy? And she was like, oh, that makes total sense. I'm like, yeah. why did this not come to me sooner? But yeah, um, a happy accident, just not thinking about it. And it just popped into my head. Um, even now, like when I hear people say it, it doesn't, it, it still doesn't sound like it's actually real. But um, yeah, it's one of those things that just sort of popped into my head really I wish there was a better story no (laughs) you can't beat a good pun (laughs) yeah so calligraphy (laughs) calligraphy has such a distinct look and feel is this something that came to you quite naturally or is it taking a lot of development over time um you mean the pink (laughs) kind of (laughs) (laughs) it's definitely taken um a lot of development over time Uh, when I started um my when I sort of changed into a business account and started, there were various like versions of things that have since been deleted because I literally had no sort of idea of what I mm-hmm. wanted to create. Um, a lot of like white uh, white backgrounds, black lettering. Yeah, like, very I've simple. got one of the first ones, I think, yeah. the white with the red lettering. Yeah. I love it still. <laughs> yeah, it's quite different to what you're doing um, now. And like not really sort of sure on what I wanted to create um so the pink definitely came in as sort of like an alter ego um I wear a lot of black in real life just because it's <laughs> a slimming color um but also I, d- I just pink in real life to me sometimes just looks a bit too too sort of barbie-esque which isn't me but um pink in design just seemed to work really well mm-hmm. and um millennial pink was having like a real moment um and sort of red and pink just to me just looked amazing and it sort of all kind of took off from there and I thought I can't really quit the pink now like (laughs) yeah it's you yeah you brand it it's it's not yeah exactly um so it kind of it sort of happened over time but it seems like now this is sort of I found colors I really like to work with um Mm -hmm. and like try and sort of change it up in terms of what I post on Instagram like each month I sort of try and dedicate to us two colors and just stick with it um and in my designs you know I found a color palette that really works that sort of um in my prints or on t-shirts it just it, it looks good and it has like you say become known as the yeah. polygraphy colors it really has <laughs> and I wish that in a pink office so what can I say <laughs> yeah you're stuck with it now yeah. like. but although there was a lot of 
leopard print. There is going to be more leopard is print. There? Yeah, oh, there is. Um, I've been working on that at the minute. But that's kind of, I feel like pink. Yeah, it still gold goes together. And leopard yeah. print is sort of like a thing. But obviously, gold doesn't translate insofar as you can't like put it on um, Instagram and it look good. Um, but leopard print is coming because that is just like me as well. <laughs> um, and I think everyone loves a bit of leopard print as well oh yeah <laughs> sure. but yeah so it has definitely been a development um if you look at some of my early stuff like Jess said you know it was all quite bold um still in keeping with sort of pinky ready tones but definitely sort of different from what where we are now yeah definitely. it's more refined I think now but I think that has come through time well but yeah it's a natural exactly. development of course <laughs> um but yeah no it's definitely a long time coming <laughs> So is there someone that you usually look to to find inspiration for your designs? Does it just pop in your brain while you go to sleep? <laughs> what, what's the design process for you? Um, for me, I I like to share um, quotes or sayings or phrases that I need to hear. So it's a case of just sort of, um, what's the word? Um, uh, like just surrounding yourself with sort of ideas. So like I go to Pinterest or I find like, blogs um from creatives that I've um followed for years um in America that sort of post sort of uh styled shoots and stuff and it just kind of colors come from the, from there obviously it's within the pink and red sort of tones but um color uh, quote wise it's all kind of what I've needed to hear um I love following Morgan Harper Nichols who shares like the most amazing um, artwork and sort of poetry. Um, it's just sort of immer- immersing, that was the word. <laughs> <Not> that. <laughs> immersing yourself um, in like other creative sort of ideas and just sort of pulling um, things that sort of stick out to me. Um, and then obviously like making them calligraphied, sort of, <laughs> you know, um, and then sharing them. Uh, either like by getting them printed up and selling them or on Instagram or yeah it's just um yeah there's a lot of immersing that's the word now I'm gonna use it twice (laughs) making my own (laughs) so you've spoken quite openly about your struggles with anxiety and panic attacks in the past and how this emerged from a previous job role do you want to just talk a little bit more around that yeah so the job role was um it had sort of the job had changed a lot since I started. Obviously, I'd become sort of one of the more senior people in the office um, through sort of people leaving, uh, managers changing, etc. Um, and I obviously hadn't been managing my own mental health properly and was stressed. Um, there was um, a lot of body pain, like my back had never been so sore. Um, I had like a pains in my arms like from when I woke up in the morning to when I went to sleep at night it was just it was hideous um like I think my heart was probably like on its last legs or it felt like it was because it was just constantly like on alert like ready Mm -hmm. to pop um at any given moment um so I yeah I I had a really bad day once um and that was it I came home I wrote my um resignation at lunchtime I went back and I handed it in um that afternoon because I just couldn't see any other way out other than me leaving this job um I I was gonna have a breakdown for Mm -hmm. sure um and 
I just, yeah, literally had no plan. I just left um, after a month and that was it. I sort of made a plan from there on. Yeah, well, that's that's what I've kind of found from talking to people. There seems to be two kind of sides <laughs> to it. There's either people who reach a breaking point or they reach a point where they think that my story is that I basically had the opportunity to leave um, and do freelance work full time and I just kind of grabbed it because I knew that was what I wanted to do and I kind of like didn't didn't think about it for a long time I just kind of went for it there and then and then there's other people who take obviously a more measured approach and (laughs) and think about it over time but then when it's a job that's affecting your mental health and kind of putting you in a situation where you feel so low that every day is a struggle like that's a completely different story so you getting out before it got even worse is obviously a a great step for you to take because it could have got to the point where it was like even more detrimental oh definitely and you might not have been able to turn it around into a positive like you have exactly um yeah literally no plan um but yeah grateful that I actually just made the decision there and then Mm -hmm. um you know didn't look back just kept going forward and do you think since you've been working for yourself and being your own boss that you've it's helped you to manage this anxiety definitely um I obviously there are days where I um am worrying about things um you know being your own boss or the only person that can sort things out um it is a struggle um but obviously not on the same scale as yeah (laughs) running um things or you know looking after 300 odd accounts and having to deal with orders and everything you know it's it's on a much smaller scale um I can sort of control it a bit more myself you know without relying on other people um it doesn't necessarily help when you're waiting for orders to arrive from printers or you know things have gone wrong but it definitely is much more manageable mm-hmm. um you know I know what the signs are I know what my triggers are and you know if I'm feeling hot, if I know I'm having a hard day it's it's easier just to sort of take it slow do things that calm me down or do jobs that I know I'll enjoy and that need to be done Mm-hmm. um so yeah it's it's definitely um it's definitely helped um I mean don't get me wrong I still have you know anxiety um and panic attacks over you know different things um but it's much more manageable when you're not um constantly in agony yeah um and stress over a job <laughs> yeah but running a business is very much like I always say there's like so many ups and downs and I struggled with that in the first year a lot that I think I took a lot of things to heart or I overthought things I was like taking things way too personally like if I had a, an email I'd read it in a way that I was like oh and they're being funny with me and like yeah. oh my gosh they don't like me anymore I know every um, time an order arrives like wrong I'm like why are they doing this to me like I'm far too emotional I think it's because there's no one there to like rationalize it yeah. so if you're in an office you could just say am I being I being crazy here yeah. or is this um, oh definitely I think it's because you've no one to to kind of bounce that off it can work up in your head so you can still have those kind of stresses and ups and downs but yeah like you said there's flexibility to be able to manage it when you manage your own time um definitely. and you are your own boss yeah you've also spoken about how running calligraphy has helped to build your co- confidence back up over the past year there's a lot of kind of chat out there about how working for yourself can have quite a negative impact on your mental health but would it be safe to assume that it's had a positive effect for you 
I definitely used to be a way more confident person. Um, you know, back in my teens, um, I never had a problem with doing anything. And then obviously life happened. <laughs> um, things change, your confidence gets knocked. And if you're not building it back up, then obviously you literally have no confidence. Um, I think through working for myself, I, you know, you're on your own a lot of the time. Yes, I have like online friends um, who I talk to who are in the same position, you know, like Jess, um, who are doing their own things. Um, and that's great. But essentially, you're on your own a lot of the time. And um, I think the confidence comes back when you prove to yourself that you can do things. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, you're you're the one that has to get stuff ordered if you want to send orders out you're the one that has to do the photographing the um the poor copywriting <laughs> you know you have to do everything so I think your confidence comes back when you actually stop you know you've launched something you stop and you look back and you're like oh I did all of this mm-hmm. like I created this like um and I think it's even better because you're you know you're on your own but you've done it on your own you've yeah. um you've created what you've got out of nothing and that like is so much like I'm so proud of that and like the confidence that has come through that is like off the chart like it's just yeah um it has definitely been a positive thing you know even if I have bad days it's definitely Mm -hmm. overall um it's helped me build my confidence back no end (laughs) yeah because I reflect on that sometimes like we don't probably give ourselves enough credit but when you do kind of stop and I think about what I've managed to achieve in the past year and a half and if people ever ask me like what are my proudest proudest accomplishments (laughs) sometimes they're not always the big moments sometimes it's I say that it's reaching my business first birthday because that proves I've managed to make enough money to live on for a year I managed to pay my rent even save up to buy a house um and all these things you've made happen yourself you've not you've found the clients and the customers yourself um so sometimes it's just as simple as you you you've able to live for the past yeah, year exactly um, and the fact that like you probably had moments in that first year like before you got there that you were like oh I could just give it up and I could go back to a normal job. Oh, I could so go many term. times. But, you know, you, you got to the first birthday and you're still going. It is. It's just, it's such a proud, and you're right, like we don't give enough credit for all the little things, but it's the little things that keep you going on the day-to-day, you know. Mm-hmm. You got through the day, you got all of the orders out, you got, you know, all the emails done to the clients you needed. To, you know, whatever you did, you did it and you did it yourself. Exactly. And I think it's being, owning it and being proud of what you've accomplished. Well, yeah, you don't exactly have, a boss saying good job you did a good job on that so it is good to take some time out and kind of yeah just give yourself a pat on the back I suppose (laughs) definitely (laughs) (laughs) so your brand is built around sharing positive and empowering messages but is it ever hard to put on a positive front when things aren't going so well for you or you feeling a little bit down (laughs) yeah um you know I'm never um positive 100% of the time no, I don't think obviously <laughs> that would be very tiring um but when I'm having a hard day I try to do something that makes me feel better and it's generally um you might see me on Instagram just be like I'm feeling a bit like ah does anyone else feel the same um would anyone like some happy mail sent and I just pop out like a postcard or a couple of prints or whatever um 
it is that I've got extra of that month um, mm -hmm. that I just want to pop out and send a bit of joy um, in the post to people. Um, and it actually works wonders because by the time it arrives, generally like a couple of days later, I'm back to sort of feeling myself. And then you get like a message like, thank you so much for my happy mail. Like, I love it. Like, I can't wait to share it like on my wall or whatever. And actually it takes like a negative situation and turns it into a positive um, for me. So, yeah, it's definitely um, it's definitely um, hard to put on a positive front. But you don't have to be, you know, you take a day to yourself. You do, like I said, you do the jobs that, you know, need to be done but you don't mind doing and it's quite easy or you just sit and design things. Um, like if I am having a particularly hard day, I just sort of take a day away from everything um, on the internet and just letter something I've been wanting to letter or find something that I want to letter. And, um, you know, everyone has down days. It's sort of how you deal with them, I think, that makes a difference. You know, if you dwell on it, then, of course, you're going to feel rubbish for longer. Um, yeah, but... Although you share it in these positive messages, you yeah. do still keep it pretty real in the caption. <laughs> yeah. Like, you will share if you're having a bit of a down day or Definitely. something's gone wrong. So I yes. think that's fucking oh. nice. Pardon you, Marnie. <laughs> got a third guest. Sweeping away. Um, yeah, no, definitely. I think there's no point in, like, sugarcoating. No one's perfect. No one has, like, a perfect life. And I certainly don't, um, you know, like to keep it real. I hate caption writing. But the fact that I can be honest in my captions is, you know. Oh, you um, do it so well. <laughs> if you don't like. I just feel like I'm, I don't really, yeah, I don't know. It's a weird one. But, yeah, you're not the first person that said, like, that my captions are, like, funny or inspiring or whatever. I'm like, I just. Speak from the heart, you know, say what yeah. you need to say. <laughs> yeah, they're very you. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but then I guess also sharing that insight into your life kind of will help resonate with other people who are also maybe having a down day. Um, Definitely. And it just helps to like build that kind of connection with your audience as well. Yeah, which I'm always striving to do. <laughs> so as someone who tackles running a business in such a positive manner, are there any areas in particular that you'd say you'd struggle with or don't come as naturally to you? <laughs> running the books. No, oh, money. always. <laughs> Maths has never been my strong suit. Um hated it at school I ended up having to retake my um math GCSE at my sixth form college because I just needed to get a C to pass and get on with my life but mm -hmm. um yeah maths has never been um an area that I love or have any enjoyment out take any enjoyment out of so um yeah the financial side of running a business I hate <laughs> yeah if that's not the most popular no. answer then I'm gonna be very shocked <laughs> um yeah I feel like I need to own it though um and just get on with it but yeah that's what I struggle with do you um, use any tools to help you with that um I joined um do you know Julia um, yes. runs the, I always get it wrong, but it's Independent the IGC. Girls yeah. yeah, I always get it wrong, but I just, <laughs> I abbreviate now. I'm like, the IGC. <laughs> uh, yeah, Julia runs this amazing, um, I don't know what you'd call it, like. It's like a membership team? with yeah. resources and yeah. things like that. So it's an online uh, membership um, run through like a Facebook page and her website. And she literally creates the best things, um, the resources and like packs and stuff to sort of assist with running a small business. Um, 
yeah, she, I did one this month was amazing. It was about launching a product. And I was like, hmm, could have used that like, a while ago. Yeah. But yeah, like it's things that I just don't think of that I probably should be thinking of. Well, yeah, but the things that have never been taught. Yeah. Like, exactly. You, you might even be, even if you are good at maths, it doesn't always transfer into you being good at Accounting. keeping your, yeah. yeah, keeping your books up to date exactly. and things like that. So. Um, um, yeah, I feel like this should have all been taught in school. Definitely. <laughs> like all these little lessons in RE that I've never like used, but like now I'm like, why is it? Why do I not know how to do tax? And why do yeah. I not know how to do this? Um, yeah. I, so I use um, IGC. Um, I haven't used it very much, but I know I will be using it like in the future. Um, mm-hmm. But the membership is totally worth it. Um, and yeah I think I need to sort of look into like an accounting app or something I can't afford an accountant at the moment so I know I'll be looking to sort of find something that way yeah the apps make it really easy I use QuickBooks well I've started using it this year and I've been like oh my gosh why did I not know about this before (laughs) so yeah that's a good one yeah as well be an adult and just get on with it So you've seen some pretty amazing growth over the past year on Instagram and built what seems like a really solid community around you. Do you have any tips for business owners looking to really build that engaged audience on social? Just keep showing up. Mm-hmm. Um, I have, yeah, I'm blown away by the fact of where I've got, you know, even in this like year, um, August to August, like I think last end of last August, I hit a thousand followers. That's amazing after literally not knowing what to do um and so yeah it has been crazy um but it is literally a case of just showing up you know posting what you love obviously but what other people love to see you know because obviously they want to keep coming back for more um but it is just I've read so much up about it like I'm obsessed with like learning new things so reading up about all the Instagram changes and things has been um it's been like fun for me (laughs) um I've done a couple of like Instagram courses but I wouldn't say you necessarily need them like they didn't really sort of um add value to what I already knew you know um you know bits and pieces here and there but I the the one thing I found is being consistent um and just sort of being you as well like don't feel like you have to be somebody else people follow you for a reason um and I think they just want to sort of get to know you a bit more um but yeah and obviously people are pink yeah <laughs> um yeah. sort of my niche I guess <laughs> in a way <laughs> pink empowering quotes yeah. um but, but they're yeah. so shareable like yeah. I'll see before I've even seen it on the feet you know, I'll see it on like 10 people's Instagram <laughs> stories sharing it so what can I say <laughs> I love pink <laughs> um but yeah uh, and just obviously when you have like people commenting and responding to dms like respond have conversations with people you know these people might be your customers or they might be people that just love you love seeing what you do um you know so give them a reason to keep coming back and have meaningful conversations with them you know i've made so many brilliant online friends um just through conversations and dms about tv shows or um the weather <laughs> very british <laughs> but um you know just be real um keep showing up and just do what you love basically um and you know people yeah it takes time but people if you know if they like what you're doing then they'll stick around um yeah was it a daunting step to start showing more of you oh, because i know yeah. <laughs> 
you've started doing more of that recently definitely um, um I I just I with me I never know how much to share like obviously people who are like influencers or you know who share a lot of their life online I just I'm not comfortable obviously sharing that much but um it's sort of yeah it's a fine line I think for me I'm trying to sort of like push myself but also I don't want to share like overshare yeah <laughs> and have people be like oh why is she sharing that like I don't care <laughs> um so yeah it is it's um yeah I'm trying to push myself I'm also like um trying to be more engaging on stories because to me that's like I love watching other people's stories so I'm like I want a piece of that but I'm still <laughs> very like ah um every time I like hear my voice recorded <laughs> um but yeah I feel like you again with the whole confidence thing it, it as people like love what you're doing you sort of love what you're doing even more um yeah um, putting that first story out is terrifying yeah. isn't it but I remember when I did it and I had so many people messaging me yeah. saying oh my god I love your accent yeah. I can't believe you sound like that um, you're so cute I'm like yeah. am I <laughs> I want to hear more so yeah. I think you'll just be really surprised if you haven't given it a go yeah, yeah definitely um I think you have to push yourself because actually it, nothing worth having you know comes easy and you know you can't sort of shy away from it people want to know the real you so yeah it's definitely something you have to do and everyone's so supportive when you do it anyway like yeah. I love that when you see all the like messages and you're like oh you're so sweet and I try and do the same when other people like yes. put their stories up you know support each other because um you know it's so nice when you have like people behind you like cheering mm-hmm. you on <laughs> so I think we basically just covered this one off but how important do you think having a supportive network of like-minded people around you is when you run your own business so important obviously they are like colleagues in like yes. a broad sense of the word um I have like people I talk to like probably more than I talk to my actual family <laughs> and you live with them <laughs> I live with them um possibly not Marley in the pub but um <laughs> but definitely everyone else in the house I probably um I probably talk to um my online friends you know who are running their own small businesses as well um probably you know more than um you probably would talk to a normal colleague but I think that's what's quite nice you both you know what's going you know you have good days you have bad days they have the same and they have you can sort of bounce ideas off of them um it's definitely helped so you celebrated your one year business birthday in April how do you see calligraphy developing over the next year do you have any exciting plans that you're currently dreaming up yeah so uh big birthday um in April um I feel like it sort of spared me on a little bit more um obviously now 2019 is sort of in the last sort of quarter so it's a bit like daunting but with the sub boxes launching in June um I feel like they have sort of kept me going like I have to have a fresh design ready each month which is something I've never sort of had to do before I've always just sort of been like oh yeah I'll launch this then and then I'll do a few more a few months later but it's been pushing me um each month to have something new ready to go and um, which is so exciting because obviously I love designing new things to sell because I love having them in my office mm-hmm. so that's always a win <laughs> um starting to think about Christmas um oh, <laughs> I know <laughs> I, put some, I put something up on Instagram the other day like 
I'm thinking about, and there's like whispers, Christmas, <laughs> because I know I don't, I don't want to be that person. Well, but no, but you we obviously need have to, to think, think about, about it way before exactly. the standard person. <laughs> exactly. So I'm like, umming and ahhing about baubles again this year, oh, yes. you know, leopard print baubles yeah. were a bit of a hit last year. So um, I'm sort of in two minds whether or not to sort of keep going. And if I am, I'm like, I'm going to just get them done now and have them ready to go. Mm-hmm. So I need to sort of plan that in um but yeah i am looking to launch like the big prints um which you might have seen like scattered um there's one on my bedside table and there's one in my office um which you've probably seen in amy's gorgeous photos mm-hmm. um the plan is to start to do bigger prints so um got 50 by 70 and then sort of looking at uh a3s as well just because i think they actually look so much nicer than the a4s yes. and the a5s i love the big print mm. So that's um, that in terms of like print um, t-shirts. I'm having a bit of a mare at the minute with the t-shirts, but we're getting there. Um, had sample orders. They all went out. Everyone was happy with them. I've ordered a few and they've gone out no problem. And then I've ordered myself some and they've just turned up completely. Oh, typical. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, and my plan was when my uh, t-shirt, my t-shirts arrived, I was going to do a video because I thought I can... I'm not going to put them on, but I'm going to like hold them up and like talk about them and just introduce everyone to them um, because I keep having ideas and keep adding to them. But until I get like a sample that I can actually show on camera, I am not going to be doing that. But yeah, so the t-shirts are definitely um, big things are coming for the t-shirts as well because as you can see, wearing my sheet shines. Oh, yeah, always on brand. <laughs> yeah, always on brand. One was wearing the same one yesterday and I was like, it's just as well I've not gone out of the house because That's we are so actually twinning. <laughs> she wears it to the gym as well. It's so funny. Um, <laughs> but, yeah, so um, T-shirts are here to stay, and I'm very excited by that. Um, and just I want to collaborate with, like, as many other small businesses as, as I can. Um, but, obviously, months go by very quickly, and 2019 is coming quickly to a close. Mm-hmm. It's like, oh, I'm thinking about 2020 already, and soon it'll be like, oh, 2021 oh, it's scary. I know. Um, so yeah, lots of exciting things. Not enough time or hours mm-hmm. in the day, <laughs> but yeah, I'm excited about sort of where I am now and potentially where I'll be in a year. Like I literally, I don't have any big scale plans. It's just sort of taking it, um, sort of uh, like product by product, I guess, and sort of seeing what happens. Um, I guess that's the beauty of being your own small business owner. Mm-hmm. And do what you want exactly <laughs> you've got the freedom to choose yeah definitely the passion is anything to go by <laughs> i'm excited to see where you're going to be at as well so. oh thank you i'm here for the ride <laughs> and finally if location was no obstacle what three fellow business owners would you like to have in your co-working club oh well i'd love to hang out with jess more um because she is such a babe (laughs) um and i always get jealous every time i see like a little co-working photograph and i wonder like oh even though nottingham's not far it's still too far it's too far to come on a weekly basis um so Jess would be my number one then um probably Laura from Paper by Her who is my work wifey mm-hmm. um shout out to you Laura Hi. <laughs> <laughs> um she's like a total babe and she's one of the girls that I'm like always talking to um like bouncing ideas off like venting if I've had like a 
delivery arrived wrong <laughs> like <laughs> she gets it um and then um my fellow ruthie up in glasgow uh xo xo designs by ruth i can't ever remember <laughs> she's always just xoxo ruth to me <laughs> um again like always we're constantly talking mostly about tv shows because she's just started watching vanderpump rules and i'm obsessed with it i don't know if you've watched it it's like a spin-off from um real housewives of beverly hills oh, okay um but it got like, me interested yeah it's um like so lisa vanderpump owns various like restaurants and clubs at uh, bars and it's literally like her staff at one of them and it's yeah it's good Ooh. um so we've literally Ruth's been watching it and we've been consumed by Vanderpump Rules chat for like the last <laughs> two weeks or something so yeah um those the three of you would be in my co-working club Amazing. and we would have a ball <laughs> we would we're gonna have to make that yeah I think we're gonna have to at some point yeah definitely <laughs> so to end you just want to let people know where they can find you online yeah so it's calligraphy um on all platforms um i don't use twitter even though i'm on there um i just read somewhere that it was good to have somewhere um just directing people to where you can find them but online um on the, the shop is www.calligraphy.com um and yeah on instagram but you'll be able to find everything from there because i go on about it enough, often enough. <laughs> but yeah come find me i think yes you're very recognizable so <laughs> they will know they will know but yeah thank you so much for joining right. me it's been a pleasure yes. chatting i have loved every second of it honestly perfect thank you very much Bye. see you later <laughs> If you enjoy this podcast, please do subscribe so you keep up to date with all of future episodes. And if you could possibly leave a review, it would really help us in this early stage of launching the podcast. Thank you so much for listening and I will see you back here next Monday.